listening to First Church Charlotte. Greetings, everyone. My name is Nathan. It is my privilege to spend a few moments teaching the Word of the Lord, and we welcome you to this time uh, looking into Scripture together. If you don't attend a church, we would love to host you at First Church Charlotte. We are on the corner of Sharon Amity and Shamrock, and we have two service times on Sunday, uh, 9.15 a.m. and 11 a.m. We would love to get to know you. Uh, also coming up, uh, the 29th of this month is our our night of worship. It's going to be a tremendous time where our worship team uh, sings and praises and takes us along with them into the presence of the Lord. That is Friday night, October 29th uh, at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, also, I do want to say we're starting something new tonight. Um, I am providing notes. I'm adapting my notes into a Bible study that you can teach to your children. Uh, I think we have been missing uh, something profound by uh, not intentionally doing this. You know, there's a place in the Old Testament where uh, the Lord tells Abraham why he chose him. And I, I don't have it in my, in my notes, but I'll provide it to you. Um, and the Lord says, I knew that you would teach your children. I knew that you would transmit this. Uh, children... They come to church, but they can day daydream really easy in church. The speaker's a long way off, you understand. Um, more importantly than that, they need to see this not as what the church believes, but as what us parents believe. And so I'm adapting this. I'm asking you after you have watched this to download the notes for teaching children off the internet, off the church website, sit down with your children. You can make it as long or as short as you want. Pour the word of God into them. Pour the word of God into them. They need the word of God. We need to be like our father Abraham and teach our children. Uh, all right, so we're starting a series looking at how God builds a people. We are using as a reference the book by Pastor David F. Gray, uh, The Banner Above. And I have for the last few weeks provided that link so you can order that either on Kindle uh, to read on your phone or iPad or whatever. Uh, and also we've had physical copies at, at the church. Uh, let's start with Abraham. Abraham is unique because he's one of the first people who understands um, the, the, the heart of God and hears the voice of God and chooses to believe in what he has experienced in his life. Um, he doesn't use God or gods as a type of manipulation where he uses this one when he wants this and he uses that one when he wants that. If he needs to fight, he worships the God of war, say, or when he needs a harvest, he worships the God of, of the harvest. No, he sees God as the highest good. That's important because that is the rise of ethics. As long as I can play one God against the other, there's no real ethics. You just choose the God who has the ethics you want. But once you have the Shema, that's the fa famous, beautiful Hebrew saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Uh, the Shema. Once you have that, you no longer can play uh, ethical games with God. You have to see him as the highest good. And you have to humble yourself to that if you can. Abraham shows us that path. As a result, he is the father of all those who will seek to know God through faith. And in his life, you see four things. Uh, this is how I want us to approach this subject of how God builds a people. 
Uh, the first thing you see is you see promise. That's the first thing you see. Uh, the second thing you see is covenant. The third thing you see is place. And the fourth thing you see is purpose. So there is promise. There is covenant. There is place. And there is purpose. God chooses Abraham. And he says, I'm going to build my people through your lineage. I'm going to use you. I am going, I choose you. Can you believe? Can you believe? So what does Abraham do? He believes the Lord and it is accounted unto him for righteousness. Now he's given covenant. The Lord shows him that he's absolutely committed to him, not just when Abraham is doing well, not just when Abraham is telling the truth, not just when Abraham is being uh, courageous. No, when Abraham's lying, God's still committed to him. When Abraham, do you see, um, when Abraham is lying about his wife uh, and being a coward about God's provision and protection upon him, the Lord's committed to him. In fact, in that covenant picture, God shows that I'm so committed to you that I will pay my obligation to you. And if necessary, I'll pay your obligation to me. This is divine favor. It comes through covenant, after you have faith to believe promise. If you cannot believe God, you will never arrive at covenant. You have to believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let me say that in a way maybe easier to understand. God exists, and he cares about me. He cares about me. He's not just a distant fog bank. <laughs> he exists, and he cares about about me. So four things. Promise leads to covenant. Uh, covenant leads to place. God has purpose. Well, I'll get to that. God has a place for you to be planted. This is the Lord saying, walk the breadth of the land, the height, the width of it, everywhere you claim, I will give that to you. You are not being chased randomly before the tides of life or the storm winds of life. You, you are be, you are placed by God. God puts you in a place and he wants you to claim it. He wants you to prosper there. He wants you to worship in that, in that place. Number four, uh, having been placed by God, you find that you are not your own purpose and your elevation is not really God's purpose. God's purpose was always to join with you to bring about his kingdom. So this is the commandment or the promise to Abraham through you will all the nations, all the peoples, all the tribes, all the kindreds of the world be blessed, Abraham. This is why uh, the house of Israel later uh, will, will miss the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not that they don't believe promise, they do. They don't always understand it, but they believe. Uh, it's not that they don't adhere to covenant, they do. They don't always understand it, they're imperfect, but they do. It's not as though they don't know where they're supposed to be. God gave them a place and they live there, they even fight for it, you understand? Uh, they know place. The, the problem for all God's people is moving simply from <laughs> my promise, my covenant, my place to my purpose. And this is why it's so important for you to become a strong believer, founded in the word of God, spiritually mature, because it's not the will of God for you simply to be an expert on keeping yourself saved. You need to be strong enough to carry someone else. You need to be strong enough to teach someone else. You are not students forever. 
at some point you lead others. You're not mentees forever. You become mentors. Uh, and so uh, this is the beginning of how God builds a people and God will choose the children of Abraham to show his heart, to show his ways. We want to know God's heart and we want to know God's ways. Um, there will be an uh, eternal covenant, and there is, I should say, an eternal covenant with these children of Abraham that is not just of an Old Testament reality, but is very much a New Testament reality and will be manifest and will be glorified and will be exalted as the prophetic story of God's work in the earth is unveiled. Let me read Isaiah chapter number 11, verse number 10 through 12. And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse that shall stand for an ensign. This is a symbol, a flag, an ensign, shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord will set his hand again for the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left uh, from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, from Cush, from Elon, from Shinar, from Hamath, from the islands of the sea. And he shall set up an ensign, again, a symbol, a flag, an ensign, uh, for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Again, Isaiah 11, verses 10 through 12. As I mentioned, that word ensign means, and this is from uh, Webster's Comprehensive Dictionary, the word ensign means a distinguishing flag or banner, especially a national standard. For example, the ensign of the United States is the stars and stripes. Could it be, could it be that God has raised a flag of his purpose over the land he promised to the children of Abraham? Could it be that every day a flag flies as testimony that when God makes a commitment to people, it's not a short run, tempor temperamental thing? Could it be that when God makes a commitment to people, he brings it about in spite of the error imperfection, flaws of those people. And he works even through what seems to be losses. This is important because some of you have been attacked in your mind on whether or not God is really with you. You've been attacked in your heart and spirit, whether or not God is on your side. And even now you struggle with the reality that, you know, maybe I'm just flopping along, doing my best. I want you to know God is with you. God's committed to you. Yes, his ways are above our ways and his clocks move slower than our clocks. In fact, it's so bad that a day is like a thousand years with the Lord. Uh, it's like the the, the joke about the man who says, can I have, I heard, you know, a, a, a dollar to you, a million dollars to you is like a, a dollar to me, um, you know, because uh, for you, a day is like a thousand years. And so a dollar would be like a million dollars. And, and uh, the Lord said, yes, my child. And the man said, well, can I have a dollar? Uh, and the Lord said, yes, in a day. <laughs> so his clocks moves differently than our clocks. But uh, I want you to see God doesn't give up on people. And even today, 2000 years later, after the rise and fall, the turmoil of history, every day a flag flies over the Holy Land. And that flag is a testimony that God will do what he said he will do. 
he will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. It's not an accident that uh, Israel returned and became a nation. It's not an accident that all the nations of the world ratified their right to do it. The UN ratified their right to do it. It's not an accident that um, it, they have been contested and hated and fought against. It's not an accident. Uh, these things aren't new. God promised it and he gave it to them as an everlasting possession. The only break in that time where uh, the children of Abraham were there. The only break in that time was the 430 years when they were slaves in Egypt. Uh, but from the beginning of God's promise until now, with the exception of their Egyptian experience and bondage, uh, they have been in that land. And now God has fulfilled his prophecy. And through the rise of national Israel, uh, a flag flies. And on that flag is the testimony that God makes commitments that are everlasting, that God is committed to people who are everlasting. Uh, yes, they have been torn and separated and driven across the face of the earth, but God knows how to bring them home again. Jeremiah, uh, God's prophet to the remnant that remained, declared that the seed of Jacob, all 12 tribes, would be scattered among the nations. You can read a passage, Hosea chapter number three, verse number four. Israel shall abide many days without a king and without a prince and without a sacrifice and without an image and without an ephod and without a teraphim. The same prophecy um, is re directly referencing the scattering, uh, the, 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 dispersing of the children of Israel all through all through the land. Let me read Jeremiah uh, chapter number 30, verse number 10 through 11. Therefore, fear thou not, O my servant Jacob, says the Lord, neither be dismayed, O Israel, for lo, I will save thee from afar and thy seed from the land of their captivity. And Jacob shall return and shall be in rest and be quiet and none shall make him afraid, for I am with thee, saith the Lord to save thee. Though I make a full end of all nations, whether I have scattered thee, yet I will not make a full end of thee, but I will correct thee in measure and will not leave thee altogether unpunished. Hosea again of the same lineage of prophecy. Come and let us return unto the Lord. This is chapter six, verse one and two. For he hath torn and he will heal. I love that. He has smitten and he will bind us up. After two days, remember days like a thousand years, second Peter um, chapter three, uh, verse number eight. Uh, after two days, he will revive us. And in the third day, he will raise us up and he shall and we shall live in his sight. This is prophecy of how God after two days, 2000 years of separation, uh, the Lord would bring his people back to this land of promise and he would raise a testimony. God loves symbols because symbols help us see a world that is difficult 
through understanding something that is simple. He's going to raise a testimony over that land. And so when you see a picture of the flag of Israel raising, uh, a fluttering over the holy land, uh, that land that the nations have, have spilt their blood over, that land that has uh, been a place of battlefields, both practical, physical, and spiritual. Uh, it is that land that now has a testimony flying over it. God knows how to raise a banner above his people. God knows how to fulfill a promise and keep his covenant. And you're in that covenant, even though you're not the physical seed of, of Abraham. Some of, some of you are, but even though you're not the physical seed of Abraham, I want you to know spiritually, we stand in the covenant. Read some of the, some of the, 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 the books of the apostle Paul. He goes into this in great detail. We, like Abraham, are justified by faith. Notice Jesus, Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 32. Jesus is prophesying of the exact same event. Now, he says, learn the parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things have been fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. The fig tree is a symbol of Israel. And after a long winter of persecution, hatred, uh, strife, uh, pogroms, which are uh, historical moments when specifically the Jews have been tar targeted for uh, genocide. Uh, in spite of all this, they have been restored to their land and the fig tree has begun to, to uh, bud. Uh, so it is that this, this dry land has once again sprung forth with uh, life. And so it is that God has raised up a standard through his people to show the world that he does not forget his, his promise. So it is that the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. And this is Ezekiel, excuse me, I said Isaiah. Ezekiel, uh, verse number 30, uh, chapter number 37 is where uh, it's a valley of dry bones and it has come together again, bone to bone, sinews and flesh have come upon them. They are covered with skin. They are whole, they have arisen. And yet I want you to see the spirit of the breath of God has not yet come upon them but it will. They will look upon him who they crucified and they will understand and spirit will come upon them. How do I know that? Well, every day over Israel flutters the testimony of God. A flag flies and the very symbol of the flag and the very existence of the flag is testimony to this, this reality. God keeps his covenants. If we can believe his promise, he will keep his covenant. He will place us where we can make a difference. And in that place, we will make a difference. This is for you. This is for me. You are placed intentionally by God. You are placed in a workplace. You are placed in neighborhoods. You are placed in churches. You are placed in states, cities. I want you to know, if you can believe the promise of God, if you can hold fast to the faith that justifies, you are a son of Abraham. And God, as sure as he returned life to a valley of dry bones, and as sure as today the testimony of God flies and flutters, and we'll talk about the flag more in the series, over the land of Israel, 
as sure as God fulfilled the prophecy that said 2,000 years of struggle and separation, and then I will bring you home. As sure as God has done it, he will keep his covenant to you. He will keep his word to you. Let that be faith in your heart. When you teach your children, let them feel your excitement. When you share it with your friends, speak a word of life over them in Jesus' name. God, I pray you would anoint us for your purpose. I pray you would give us the courage to hold to promise and be justified by faith in that promise. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would let the covenant be perceived by us. You keep the covenant, but oftentimes we don't appreciate it enough. And therefore we go through trials of fear and confusion, all because we don't understand your commitment to us. God, help us to look around the place we are with eyes of spiritual opportunity to see. We wanna make a difference. We wanna invest. This is where we are placed. And finally, God, if you will so grant it, we want to fulfill your purpose. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We love you. Remember night of worship, the 29th. Remember notes for teaching your children will be on the website. Um, please, let's make a commitment as children of Abraham to teach our children. I'm going to adapt this, make simplify it, give it to your children. They need to hear you teach the word. They don't need to just hear me. They need to hear you do it. We love you. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come worship with us.